Welcome to the Energia podcast. My name is Stephanie Lianos and I'm a light worker, an energy healer and a soul mentor. My intention with this podcast is to show you all how to access the infinite potential within you by exploring the practices, modalities and habits that transcend you beyond the limitation of the human experience. By tapping into the multidimensional aspects of our existence, we are given the opportunity to co-create a life of magic, freedom and joy, a life beyond our wildest dreams. On this podcast, I will be sharing with you the tools to connect you with your higher self, your soul and the divine guidance that exists within the spiritual realm. I want to give you the codes that allow you to heal your life from the inside out, access the wisdom that lies deep within your soul and to align your energetic frequency with whatever it is you desire in this lifetime. This podcast is a portal into the deepest corners of the subconscious, into the layers beneath the logical mind. I want to empower you to master your subconscious ecosystem so you can live in a constant state of magnetism. There is so much more to this world than what meets the human eye. And it is my mission in this incarnation to show you that you are beyond human. You are light. You are energy. You are infinite. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Energy of Podcast. I am so excited to share today's episode about the unraveling and opening of my psychic gifts with Kim, aka the Cosmic Baddie. Kim and I connected over Instagram last year and she jumped into my spiritual business ascension journey and we've created such a beautiful witchy friendship ever since. Kim is an absolute wizard in the Akashic Records. She's a psychic channel, an energy healer and a cosmic guide through the realms of spiritual business strategy and energetics. Kim has been connected to her spiritual gifts since she was a child and she has such a breadth of knowledge and powerful gifts in this realm. On the more practical side of life, Kim is actually a registered accountant and we talk about the polarity of these two worlds in our conversation. In today's episode, we talk all things spiritual and psychic gifts and how we both use these every single day in our life and work. We also talk about how we tapped into this realm to open up and strengthen our channel and how having access to our spiritual guides has changed our lives for the better. It's funny to listen back to this episode. We recorded it on March 8th and it's now Mar- it's now April 26th. And as I listened back to it, I was so shocked at how much has changed since then for the both of us. When we recorded this episode, my books were closed and I was waiting for guidance on the next evolution of my business. Fast forward to now, my entire business is based off my psychic channeling gifts, connecting to spirit and the momentum in my life and business as a result of opening these gifts is wild. It's really cool to listen back to the version of me that had no idea what was coming when we recorded. This podcast was such a beautiful reminder for me of the power of tapping into the unseen, the multidimensional aspects of ourselves and how much beautiful change it can create in our lives. Enjoy guys. This is a special one. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. So just before I press record, I said, happy birthday to you, you little Pisces superstar. Um, So you're in the middle of your Saturn return then? Starting today. Oh, so you're starting your Saturn return today. Holy yep. shit. Oh my God. I just got out of mine and it was, it was hectic. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit excited, but I, I fear that I'm going to eat my words when I say that. But I don't know. I feel like there's some big changes that are going to happen and I'm here for it. Yeah, no, it is. It's so beautiful for change. And I feel like before I went into my Saturn return, I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to my Saturn return. But when you're in it and when you're in the midst of change, it's just happening and you know, you just get through it and it's fine. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm so envious of everyone who's done. I'm like, oh, I wish I was you right now. I want to be at the end of it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So I'm a Pisces rising. You have a Pisces stellium. So people that don't know what a Pisces stellium is, can you run them through that? Because it's an important thing to talk about today. Yes. So a Pisces stellium is having three or more planets in that sign. Some people only consider personal planets. I just say any planet, but it's up yeah. to you how, how specific you want to be with it. And um, that's important because that just means that energy is going to be a major theme in your life. Yes. I have a Capricorn stellium. I have like six planets in Capricorn or something like. Oh my gosh. Like you must be on that grind all the time. <laughs> oh my God. It's my biggest shadow is not, is not being on the grind, you know, and like having that beautiful work-life balance. And today, so Saturn has gone into Pisces today, which means all those 1994 babies are going into their Saturn return. And for both of us, like for me, being um, a Pisces rising, but also just coming out of my Saturn return, I'm going through like a major death and rebirth and it's feeling hectic. It's feeling beautiful, but it's feeling quite overwhelming as well with this energy. We're recording the day after the Virgo full moon. So there's just, I mean, it's probably the day of the full moon for you. Yeah, here. Yeah. 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 Um, so there is just a lot going on energetically. So tell me, Oh my God, where can we start? There is so much I want to say. You, okay, I know where I want to start. This, the theme for this, I guess, transition and coming through my scent return and also like this particular um, transit at the moment has been a real opening of all my psychic channels, specifically like clairaudience, claircognizance, I'd say Claire sentient as well. Like they're the three that I'm going towards. And like up until a year ago, if you had said to me, you're going to open up psychic channels, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like <laughs> that is not, that is not in my path, but now it's happening and it's beautiful and I'm navigating it. Um, but it's never something that I thought that was part of my path, you know? And you, you have said that your psychic channels, your gifts have been open for a really, really long time now. Tell me what that's like growing up with that and how it's dictated your life so far. Yeah, so I feel like ever since I can remember, I've always just been tapped in. But because of that, I always just thought it was normal. Like I thought that everyone got those messages. So I didn't see it as something that I should really be paying attention to. I was receiving the messages, but it doesn't always mean, you know, I was acknowledging them or seeing their importance. I would just say things like, I bet so-and-so is going to get engaged and the next day they'd announce it, or I bet so-and-so yeah. is pregnant and the next day they'd announce it. I didn't know how I knew I just did. 
And I always just had this innate sense of knowing or this remembrance that there's something more out there. There's more than what meets the eye. So that really did help me through some really difficult times in my life, like times where I wanted to give up or maybe, you know, just end it all. There's just this spark of hope that was like, no, there's something more like you're here for a reason. Like this is all like a beautiful journey. It's only temporary. And that's what kept me going. Um, so yeah, I feel like it wasn't until I got a bit older, maybe in the second half of my life that I started paying attention to this intuition and these messages. And I'm like, oh, okay, wait, maybe, maybe there's some synchronicities here. I started noticing a pattern like, okay, there's no way this could be a coincidence. It just kept happening so many times. And then I started to tap into it. And it really wasn't until, you know, my early twenties that I started actually following that intuition because, you know, we're here and I'm just, thinking with my logical mind I just want to do what my friends are doing and following your intuition is scary too so definitely yeah that's that's kind of the role that it played in my life and when it comes to like chatting to your spirit guides and like your spiritual team was that happening when you were younger as well like the way it does now or did you have to actually like specifically learn to channel that that voice and that guidance separate to your intuition because they're obviously two different things yeah, so when I was younger, I feel like I would get these spontaneous downloads. They just happen out of nowhere, like knowing someone's pregnant, for example. Um, but I wouldn't really ask them specific questions because I didn't have the knowledge or like the knowing to do that. It wasn't until I got older. Now I'm always talking to my spirit guides. I like to call them my friends who don't leave me alone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, oh my god! I feel like I'm I'm the one that doesn't leave them alone. I'm like, hey guys, hey guys, what's happening? Like, what do you want now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, just fucking come and live, girl. <laughs> yeah, literally, you know. But I love it, obviously. <laughs> But yeah, there is a difference between just getting those spontaneous downloads and then using it intentionally. And I feel like when we actually start to realize that we can use them as a resource, that's when our life and channel really starts to open up. Yes. And the experience I had when I was a kid, which was like what lots of kids have, is that I would see things. So I had eye problems up until I was like, for as long as I can remember my childhood, I had to wear like goggles in the ocean. Like I just could not... My eyes were so sensitive to every single thing. And for every day for a year, I had conjunctivitis. I'd wake up every morning with conjunctivitis. And like, obviously, like my parents did not know what the fuck was going on. And it wasn't until like I started doing healing work on myself that when I was trying to open my psychic gifts, this came up. And it was that as a young child, I was like seeing like entities and beings, like friendly things coming into my bedroom at night, which so many kids see. But when I would tell my parents, they'd be like, no, you're making it up. No, that's scary. No, don't think of those scary things like implanted into my head that one, it was wrong. And two, that they were scary and that they, I shouldn't be entertaining it or like leaning into it. So my, the physical manifestation in my eyes, because if you think of conjunctivitis, like you can't see, it's like, I didn't want to see. So then my eyes were reacting to that, which is so crazy. And then now when I think about it and I think back to my childhood, I'm like, wow, I wonder how many kids with eye problems have, have experienced this same thing because we shut off this sixth sense 
And so our body goes, okay, well, I'm just going to manifest that into a physical illness. And hopefully you can heal that to understand where it's coming from, but not many people really get to that point. I mean, I didn't until at least 25 years later. Yeah, that's so crazy that you bring that up first, that it manifested in that way. And secondly, I feel like it highlights such a great point that, you know, we're all connected and we all have gifts. It's more about whether you are nurtured into realizing them as gifts or whether we're nurtured into, you know, closing them off and then going on the journey of rediscovering them again. Definitely. And my nephew, like he sees um, like his little friends, he calls them in his bedroom at night. And my sister, she's so beautiful. She's super tapped in. And she, she's like, tell me about them, you know, like, and he's oh like, my they're gosh. like this and like this. And he's so grounded in it. It doesn't freak him out. He, and like, you know, we don't know a hundred percent what he is seeing or what he isn't seeing, but like, we don't want to close that off from him now you know like it's a beautiful thing to be I guess um nurtured and supported because when you I think the reason so many people don't begin tapping into it is because they're told they should be afraid of it or it's not a good thing or that it's a dark entity you know so then there becomes this mainstream conversation that anything in that spiritual um entity world should we should be afraid of it Oh, totally. And even just that doubt too. I'm sure you've even experienced this yourself. I know I have when I receive a download and I'd be like, no, that's not possible. It was just my mind, not a message. So just having that like reassurance and confirmation. And this makes me so excited for like the upcoming generation, like how powerful they're going to be and how tapped into their gifts are going to be because it's starting from such a young age. Oh my God. Yes. He's so tapped in. He's so intuitive. Like, and it's so cool to see. And I think, wow, imagine if we all grew up with our spirit team like fully by our side all the time like I think about how much now I tap into my spirit team and like how much guidance and reassurance they give me and I'm like wow if we all got to nurture that from when we were kids the world would be like a fucking completely different place you know Honestly, and that's exactly how we're going to like change the world and like the whole frequency because everyone is eventually going to be tapped in, like you said, from the beginning. But yeah, I look back and I'm like, if only I knew. Yeah. Oh my God. Same. And when I started doing healing to open like my different channels, clairvoyance is one that I'm still really working on because there is trauma around it. And because of obviously what was happening with my eyes and the, the like energetic imprint that this was not safe. And for me to, I can't, that's the one I can't just ask it to happen. You know, like it will happen randomly when I'm doing specific past life regressions with clients, but like, that's the only other time. And if we think about like people who have ear, like ear issues, like before my Claire audience channel opened up, I was having earaches for like a good month, even two months. And it's only because I know what I know that I was like, this is really random. I wonder what, what's behind this. And it was that channel, you know, starting to become open with your channels. How did they open? Like which one opened for you first? Which one do you use the most? Have you had any like physical symptoms that encourage you to open them? Has that happened to you at all? Hmm, I, I wouldn't say that I've experienced physical symptoms like you have. Um, that's really not cool, but I guess it's really interesting to yeah, see so the, the connection how like yeah your ear might hurt and then that channel opens up for me I would say as a child I was mostly tapped into that clear cognizance that clear knowing I didn't know how I knew I just did and then very soon after I had that clear sentience so clear feeling just 
being able to feel into a situation and feel other people's emotions. Like even when I do readings for clients now, sometimes I'll feel the anxiety of my client or the anger of my client. And then it wasn't until I started really intentionally developing my gifts, clairvoyance and clairaudience started to come online too. Um, it was one of those things where I thought, oh no, there's no way I could ever do that. Like clairvoyance seems so cool, seems so, you know, quote unquote advanced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I feel like it's really just like the more that you practice and the more that you spend time meditating and communicating, all these other gift, gifts come online because it's just awareness and it's just learning how to yeah tap into that part of it. Yes. And it's also like it goes against every single thing that we have been taught and conditioned by to then listen to a feeling or a voice or a vision that is not ours, you know? And the biggest work that for me has been asking my ego to step aside, like I, before I go into any sort of channeling, because especially when you're clear audience, for me, I don't know if this happens to you as well, my ego speaks from a different part of my mind than like the actual channeling does. So the channeling always comes through the right side, right ear. I know it's like really hot. But then if something comes through from the top of my head, I know that's my ego. But at first, I still couldn't work out the two. And that's that's why we have to keep practicing like a muscle because for ages, I'm like, which voice is it? I don't know what is going on. Does that happen to yes. you as well? Yeah, like that's such a beautiful uh, way to put it. Like just tapping into those subtle differences is really key. Um, for me, when is my ego, I can feel my mind working like and I can feel the wheels turning but when it's spirit it just drops in out of nowhere I can feel that my mind is like a serene river or a serene lake and then the thought just drops in so yeah it may happen differently for different people but there are subtle differences and like you said that's why it's so important to practice or else you're never going to be able to feel the shifts and the differences in the frequencies totally I get like different like whether it's a guide or like you know a galactic guide or an angel I get different energies so they I can feel them differently in my body that's what the real difference was for me and like I have I'm at the moment doing a course called um how can I have my forgetting what it's called um oh spirit channeling academy with this amazing woman called Athena Bailey who's from around here and that like I was channeling before that but I had no idea what I was doing and now I've started doing it this way and getting supported by someone who actually shows you how to like do it properly and that's been so helpful but you would think so many people would never think that you go and do courses to channel you know but it's just like every other skill if you want to refine it and do it properly especially something as delicate as this it's so important to get support from people that can show you like what you ac are actually doing honestly having mentors and people to support you is just such a game changer like we'll do it for every other area of our life so why not spirituality too yeah I agree and she really taught me through this course like the different ways of feeling different energies and just like the trust she's like you just have to keep going over and over and over again until you you trust your own voice and it's funny for me I can channel a client um, like personal channeling or like business channeling like I did with you so much easier than I can do my own before I even started channeling for myself I was channeling for clients and it was so good and then I would try to channel for myself and it was nothing quiet yes ego oh my god 
I feel that too, because sometimes you're so close to the question that you're asking, or you know the answer that you want to hear. It's so hard for you to step aside and listen to the true answer. Yes. Oh my gosh. That happens to me so, so much. And like, you know, it's still <laughs> such a beautiful work in progress. And, you know, it's interesting because I started my spiritual biz like maybe not even seven months ago, eight months ago. I'm like still an infant, you know? And that was even before I had like, I was talking to my spirit guides through like 3D signs and stuff, like show me a sign, but not as definitely not as deep as I am now. And it's beginning to completely transform my business. Like I've closed my bookings at the moment to completely revamp my business with this new skill and I guess connection that I have. And that's so beautiful, but it's interesting that you have had this connection for ages, but then you went into being an accountant, which like the two things are like on completely different <laughs> like worlds. Yeah. So how did you already have this the business going before you did the accountancy or did you go into accountancy and then like realize mm, I actually want to tap into this a bit more? Yeah, no, I, I had no idea that I would have this business when I decided to do accounting. I was in like grade nine. So like 14, 15, when I decided I want to be an accountant, they say no one grows up wanting to be an accountant. Yeah, except me. <laughs> yeah, don't know why. <laughs> love it. Don't know why I just like thought, okay, well, I'm good at this. So let's just go with it. And again, I wasn't listening or acknowledging the importance of the intuitive messages I was getting. I was like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, all my friends are going to university. This is what makes logical sense. So I'm just going to do that. And that's really what led me into accounting. It is funny, though. I did have my Instagram page just as a hobby all throughout university. I would just share things about the law of attraction and a little bit about spirituality until, you know, that interest of mine just became greater and greater and greater and my unhappiness in accounting <laughs> became greater and greater and greater <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and not only that but realizing how unhappy I was but also how unhappy everyone around me was too and then it comes mm. back to that knowing that I had like okay if we're here if I know there's something greater there's no way that we're all meant to be here working 40 hours 40 years in a job we don't like being unhappy only living for the weekend like there's just no way that makes sense and that's kind of what led me to be like okay maybe I should give this intuition thing a try and see what happens Yes. And the same thing happened to me. Actually, I was working in the music industry and like, it was super fun. Like I loved it. Oh, wait, let me take it back. I actually didn't love it. I loved it <laughs> on the surface, but like deep down my soul was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is soul destroying, but it was a lot of fun at the time until it wasn't. And my intuition, which I had absolutely no connection to was like guiding me to do diff this different stuff. And I was like, what is like, why do I feel like this? You know, what is this voice? And then when it led me out of the corporate world, I really realized like that voice, like if you don't listen to it at that time, it will just never, ever go away. And I think for some people who aren't tuned into their intuition, it can almost feel like anxiety in a way, like this thing that's nudging them out of their life but they can take it as like, oh, this is a bad thing. Or why do I feel like this? Like, I shouldn't feel like this. But actually that voice is trying to guide them in a different direction. So there's this like mega confusion. If you're not supported in a, in a place for your intuition, then that voice will actually just cause a bit of strife because you won't understand how to listen to it. 
Yeah. And I feel like sometimes depending on where you are in your journey, your spirit guides may also get involved too and like make things happen until you literally cannot ignore it anymore. You have no choice. Like for me in my corporate accounting job at the worst of it, I was like anxious. I was depressed. I was physically nauseous every day. I was so stressed out. Like I was at my lowest point and that's kind of what forced me to think about other things. And I'm sure so many other people have experienced things like that too. Yeah, definitely. And then when you started your spiritual biz, where you're a bit nervous about maybe like what your friends and family would think, like what, what's been that journey? Um, I'll share mine after, but I, I have a feeling it's kind of been similar to mine. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was so scared to start. That's why I started my Instagram page just talking about manifestation at first, because I was like, oh, this seems a little bit more digestible. A lot of people are into manifestation. And then, you know, my gifts started opening up and I'm like, okay, that intuition came online where I was like, okay, I need to share more about quote unquote woo-woo things or things that may not be as digestible. And I did think, what are my friends going to think? What is my family going to think? But it's like that voice was just so strong. It was like, you have to do this. You're going to regret it if you don't do it. Do you really care about what other people think so much that you're going to give up on, you know, what your soul is telling you to do? And it's really about having courage. I feel like there's no way around it. Like you're always going to be a little bit scared. I don't know. I personally have not met someone who started their business with like zero care about what other people were going to think just about doing it anyway and then seeing what happens and I think a really cool full circle moment is when certain people I never thought would be into spirituality have messaged me and been like hey what you're doing is really cool or I really love this post and I think that's why it's so important to do what your soul is calling you to do if you feel like you want to have your own soul aligned business because you being your authentic self is giving other people permission to be their authentic self too or if you post about spirituality they might feel a little bit validated in their spiritual beliefs and you don't know how that might affect their spiritual journey yes I really agree with that when you say when we are our authentic selves we inspire other people to be our authentic selves and it's so 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 true like we can only create more good in this world by leaning into the things that are true to us and that feel really good to us and come from our heart and sharing that is like the most important thing and I just love working on that with people as well and that's a really similar experience to me you know like especially right now like I started off my business more like mind body connection like kinesiology muscle testing focus because like that was what I studied and then like over the past few months with these like with these channels opening up so strongly I've been led in you know a different direction still like the same essence of the same work but definitely um offering that in a different way and as I go to post about it or as I go to talk about it you know I get this like heart closing like oh my god like are all my friends who've been following me from the beginning gonna think I'm a fucking weirdo like is everyone gonna be like what is this girl doing and you know by the time this comes out it'll be a month or so later since I'm kind of going through this transition so I bet it'll be different but it's been it's been very interesting to kind of watch my conversations change with people as I talk much more about like spirit and, you know, my spirit guides and channeling information and, you know, galactic beings and star seeds and everything like that. It's been really interesting, really interesting seeing who actually is kind of on that path with me. And then a couple of unfollows I've got at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, after a while, you just go full woo and you can't turn it off, really. And 
something that I told myself, well, you know, my friends are just going to have to accept this about me. And if they can't, then they're not aligned friends or they're just there for a certain um, moment in time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think the thing that's kind of really been interesting is I've been talking about my spirit guides so much. And I guess people who aren't as connected with their spirit guides or know about them, at first, maybe there's a little bit of kind of confusion, which is fine because, you know, it's something new. But then there's like this intrigue. It's like, wow, you're getting all this guidance. Like, I would love to get that guidance. Like, how can I have that guidance? And I think like so many people talk to their spirit guides without even realizing because everyone is always asking for signs. Give me a sign. Give me a sign. Give me a sign. It's like, who the fuck do you think gives you those signs? Like (laughs) your spirit guides. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I feel like people just call it different things. Like maybe people call it intuition, spirit guides, angel numbers, whatever. It's literally the same thing. And what's funny is it's another reason why it's important to keep showing up in your authentic truth is because People may reject what you're saying at first. Let's say you tell your friend a message. They might be like, no, but I know they go home and they think about it. And then they're like, wait, maybe that was true. How did she know that? (laughs) Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. And like, since really being like in connection with my spirit team every single day, I just feel like my life has got infinitely better. I'm like, what was I doing? How was I getting through life before this? Like, obviously my intuition in a way, but like to have such like, beautiful guidance there when I need it and it's always so loving like unconditionally loving even if I feel like I'm just like going in circles and then I get this response that is like so empowering it's just the most beautiful feeling ever honestly I couldn't agree more I I think about that too like what was I doing before this I honestly can't even remember a time without them and yeah, I love how you talked about just having this access to unconditional love. Anytime you're feeling down, anytime you're feeling shitty, you can always just tap in and be reminded of like this beautiful source that we came from. Yeah. And also just like realizing and remembering that you have like a team of cheerleaders who love you no matter what. And when I'm just about to see a client, I'm trying to like expand my like heart chakra frequency and just open it up. I always think about, you know, wow, there are guides out there that their sole responsibility in this lifetime is to help me move forward. And that's like what they're dedicated to. How fucking epic is that? And they're infinite and they are not bound by the human experience and they can help me have whatever I desire. Wow. Honestly, whenever you feel like you're not worthy, just think about that. Like how special am I? How lucky am I Get that I get to have this? But at the same time, I think like, wow, my spirit guides are probably like, you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they get assigned to us, yeah, they're like, oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Sometimes when I like repeat the same stupid behavior over and over again, when I know that it's not serving me, I just picture my spirit guides going, is this bitch serious? Like, how many times is she going to keep doing this same thing? And I'm like, "Just, just be patient with me. I'm getting there. And I love it. And I love that you can develop this relationship with them because yes, they're so sacred and so wise, but at the same time, they're honestly like our friends too. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think for me, like I have different guys that talk in different ways. Like I've got like real sassy spirit guides that are just like, 
this is this is the shit you need to hear and then I've got like more like of an archangel guide and she's like I love you so much like the voice is so just like calm and loving versus like the sassy spirit guide which I guess when I am a spirit guide for someone I will be the sassy one as well (laughs) yeah and I love how this is again why it's so important to practice because you get to know their personalities their different voices what which spirit guides are better suited for different issues you're going through Yes, that's been a massive one for me and something that I learned from this course that I'm doing. It's like you have guides like assigned to certain things. So like for my business, I will always call in my business guides because if I'm calling in another guide who's with me for like my relationship, they'll be like, I have no idea what you want me to help you with here, you know? So I that's some beautiful thing that um, that I've learned as well, which has been super cool because every time I call in a different guide, they take on a different voice, but it's, it's like, it's kind of like my voice but but not in the same time like some of them sound more like me and then some of them do not sound like me at all yeah I totally get that like sometimes it just sounds like your own voice but sometimes it sounds like like another person yeah 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 and I think it's the one that it's your own voice that's when you're kind that's for me when when I would doubt you know um but as I've been in like kind of when I was first doing it every time I would channel I would pull a card after and I'm like whoever that was or if they gave me their name or not just while I'm learning, can you just give me a card that affirms everything we just spoke about, just so I know that I didn't make it up. And every single time a card would come out that was like bang on to what we had discussed. And I'm like, oh, thanks guys. That is such a cool practice to do. I love that. And yeah, it just gives you that confirmation that you need to be like, okay, there's no way that this was a coincidence. Yeah, totally. Because I think when you're first learning as well, like, especially with your own stuff, it's like, there is always that question, like, did I just, did I make that up? Like, it was pretty profound, but maybe I made up that really profound thing that I just said. Totally. And that comes back to the conditioning. No, we've, we've been taught or we've been taught to doubt our intuition and all these messages that we're getting. And it's really about you confirming over and over and over again, like, nope, it wasn't my mind. It was a message. Yes, definitely. Do you chat to your guides every day? Yeah, I would say every day, constantly, honestly, sometimes I'll ask them, quote unquote, stupid questions, like, what should I eat? Or, you know, how should I organize my day? And then obviously, there's more serious questions, like, what should I be doing in my business? Or if I notice a cycle happening, you know, what's going on here? Where's this pattern coming from? Yeah. And really interestingly, because like you came to me last year and I did a business experience on you where we tapped into like the energetics and this the spirit of your business. Now, sometimes we think when we are tapped into spirit that we can just do all of that ourselves. But it's really important to also have that outside perspective, especially when it comes to business. So what I'd love to know is like, at what point in your um, journey with your business spirit guides did you realize I actually think I need someone else to tap in here like what where did like kind of like the disconnect or like the overthinking begin to happen Mm -hmm. I I would say it's probably when I started feeling really frustrated like I was trying to do the work on my own like I'd ask them questions you know what offers should I have or you know what logo or branding should I have and I wasn't getting clear answers not because I couldn't channel but because I'm so wrapped in and I couldn't separate myself from my business because I just care about it so much and I'm so close to it and I know the answers I want to hear and when you just start realizing so many different things are going on it's like wait let's just take a step back 
back and realize that there are so many other amazing healers and channelers out there to support us, why don't I start to use them as well? So I think it's about being honest with yourself and allowing yourself to receive support, which is something I feel like so many of us have trouble doing too. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it can be easy to think once you know you're super tapped in that you don't need that external support but we are still humans having our human experience and unless we're unless we're in like a super deep trance channel our mind is still somewhat filtering everything that comes through so when we're super connected to something like especially our businesses when we try and channel there's this filtering going on and we know that we're not getting the clearest answer. So, you know, we do have to reach out for support. And the same thing was with mine, you know, like I went to my friend Cara and she was able to tap into the energetics and the spirit of my business. And what came from her, I would have never allowed that information to channel through myself. I would have rejected it so many times, you know? Exactly. And we all have blind spots too. So another person needs to be able to see what we can. And also everyone's channeling is a little bit different. So mm. you might do it a different way than I do it. And you thought, and because of that, you'll get different information than I might get. But I also feel like it's good practice just to get healings and readings from other people on a regular basis. Like you would support yourself spiritually, just like spiritual maintenance, like you would in any other area of your life too. Definitely. And it's so nice to receive. It's so nice to just be the person that is receiving because through those words, through that vibration, it's like super healing and super beautiful. And it's just fun to hear what your guides have to say when they're not affected by your ego or by your bias. Super fun. Or even um, when you're just like feeling super tired or you've just been through a lot, it's so nice just to receive healing from someone else. Like, yeah, you could do it on your own, but why don't I just treat myself to this? Yes, I agree. I agree. You do Akashic Records readings, which you are known for. And I have just recently, maybe for a few months now, been opening mine. Um, And... I think it's wild that like more people don't know about this. Like I've been in like the spiritual world for like many, many years, like five, six, seven, many. And I didn't hear like you and I would talk about the Akashic records, but it's interesting me, like my consciousness did not even, it just went straight over my head, obviously, because like, obviously there was a timeline involved for me to get ready to be by a vibrational match for it. But like, how crazy is it is there is a library an energetic library of every single thing we have thought felt in every single lifetime that knows exactly what we're here to do and has all the answers like what the hell how why doesn't everyone have access to this you know I know I know it is crazy I feel like not that many people know about the acoustic records like relatively speaking no, not at all. And I would give a really bad um, description of what it is. So for those who don't know, can you please share the wonder of the Akashic Records? Yes, the Akashic Records are a metaphysical database of everything that has happened, is happening, and could potentially happen. It's really just like the book of your soul because you know there's no past, present, and future. Everything is happening now. So we're really just tapping into all these different timelines and different versions of you. And in the records, you can honestly explore anything like past lives, what's blocking you, how to overcome issues, soul contracts with people, what your most aligned steps are, what your most aligned path is, honestly, anything. How do you decipher 
what you ask your spirit guides versus what you ask the Akashic records, because this is a question coming straight from me because I get confused. I'm like, should I ask, should I do this in the Akashic records or should I ask my guides? Or do I do both? I don't know. Yeah. And this is such a great question. So starting off, you can ask either one of them anything, honestly, but like we kind of talked about before, I mean, you have your whole spirit team, which is comprised of so many different beings. But if we're talking about spirit guides, a lot of them are just beings that have lived lifetimes on earth and then now they're a spirit guide. So they may only be well-versed in a certain area like relationships or business. Mm, Yeah. Whereas the Akashic Records has everything. So the way that I personally do it is I ask my spirit guides more day-to-day things like, you know, when should I go to the gym or if I'm channeling an Instagram post, um, I, I might tap in with my guides or I might ask them the topic for my Instagram post. But when I notice something a little bit deeper happening, like a certain pattern in my business or in my life or a really deep issue, that's when I'll open the records and I'll be like, okay, what's going on here? Because usually it's related to something in a past life or something a little bit deeper. Again, not to say that your spirit guides can't help you with that, but the Akashic Records just has like all the information, whereas your spirit guide may be a little bit limited. And I also feel like in the Akashic Records, so much more can happen than just receiving information. Like you might get taken on a journey to a past life or to your inner child. And like that shift may happen as you ask the question, whereas your spirit guide you may need to think about the next steps on your own, if that makes sense. Yes, totally. And I completely agree with that because whenever I go into my Akashic Records, I feel I I feel a massive shift after energetically something that may have been bothering me when I went in there is no longer bothering me. And I feel almost a sense of totality in the experience that I've had. And then I guess with my guides, it's more of like a, give me some information on this, then I can move forward and understand what to do with it. Yes, exactly. And when you're tapping into the Akashic Records, you're tapping into a frequency and that frequency itself is so healing. So even if you just open the records and didn't ask anything, you just chilled out there, you would feel so much better after because you're just receiving all this healing just by opening them. Yes, I completely agree with that. And the first time I opened them would have been months and months ago. And this is long before I, not long before, but I definitely wasn't as deep into my channeling as I am now. And I just did that. I didn't really receive anything because I couldn't, I still couldn't decipher between my ego and um, the voice of the records or whoever was speaking at that point. And I, but I just sat in the vibration of it and I could really feel just such an increase in my energy and I felt so good and it also gave me like a indication that I'm in it I can be in it and then over time I've had to practice now it's very clear the voice that comes through but it's another thing like you know because I'm sure people will listen to this and be like oh my god Akashic Records you know like you got to sit in it for a bit and get to understand and know what it feels like and then with due diligence you know because it is a privilege to be in there then the information will come through that's the thing anyone can access the records but it's something that's so sacred and like you said it is a privilege so it's like you need to be doing the work on your own you need to have been meditating and treat it with a little bit of respect before you just you know try to open and get the information that you want because you do need to be able to notice the differences in the frequencies because I feel like something that a lot of people don't talk about is just like there's light there's also dark too and there are 
negative entities or beings that are going to try to trick you and it's all love and it's all part of your journey not that they're love but like it's all part of your journey it's nothing to fear but it is part of your responsibility to be able to notice is this like coming from a benevolent being or is this coming from a negative entity and it's your responsibility to be able to tell the difference between the two a hundred percent and I feel like there's like an energetic invitation that happens because if we think back to months ago when you were talking to me about the records but like I just I didn't even think about it again we were just talking about the Akashic records I didn't really know what it was and then it wasn't until a little bit later that I've read it somewhere and then I felt this instant pull I had to go and research it I like went and bought a book on it and like really then I started feeling the pull so in a way it's like they're saying okay vibrationally I feel like you're now ready for this so we're going to energetically invite you and when I finally got into my first channeling of it I remember like the records were like saying to me thank god you're finally here you know <laughs> we've been waiting for you to get here and you're here and it's been beautiful which I'm like oh my god that's so cool that is so sweet. I love that. And I think you explained that beautifully. It really is an invitation and it will find you when you're ready and you'll notice it then too. Definitely. I think an important thing to talk about the records is like the type of questions we should ask because it can be easy to ask like leading questions or yes or no questions or ask for when the time that something is going to happen. But that's just try, us trying to bypass the human experience, you know? So when you do records for people, what are some of the, like, the best questions that people ask? Yeah, so I would say the best questions consist of what, why, or how. Like you said, we could ask yes or no questions or timeline questions. The only caveat with that is the future is not set in stone. There's so many different timelines available to you. So if you asked a yes or no question, you know, the answer is both yes and no. It's really about what you decide to do and how other people react and how you react. So there's so many unknown factors. And same with timeline, like, yeah, there is a possibility of it happening, but when depends on so many different things. So I would say, you know, what is the role of this person in my life? How can I overcome this block? What is my soul contract with this person? Things like that. Oh, I love that question. What is my soul contract with that person? I've never thought of that. I'm definitely going to ask yeah. my yeah. records that. And I think there's like that big question that everyone asks, like, what is my soul purpose? What are my soul gifts? And a great one as well is like, if someone's trying to open their psychic channels, like why, why they blocked, you know, what's happened to me in a past life that has blocked, has blocked my channels. Yeah, that, that's a really great question too for that one. So many people I see have a healer's wound being in a past lifetime where it wasn't safe to have gifts or talk about them or be a healer and you're persecuted or killed for those gifts. So your body in this lifetime still remembers and it's about you going through that process and telling yourself and showing yourself that it is okay and it is safe to talk about your gifts in this lifetime. Yes. Oh my God. That was me so much. I went to see this beautiful healer um at the end of last year and she was like I can tell that you're super psychic but you're not you're not accessing it and I'm like yeah it just feels really blocked like I don't know I don't know what's going on and then she tapped into my past lives and she said I have multiple lives as a healer and as a medicine woman as a witch where I was heavily persecuted and my family persecuted 
for my work, for my gifts, for what I was bringing into the world. And so in this lifetime, like that archetype still lives within me. Now, I hope that I've cleared it. I think I have. Um, but it was this deep fear that if I speak out, people will like kill me in a way. It was that like fight or flight when I would feel called. So instead of just going there, my body just shut down every time. It just blocked it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much of an impact your past lives can have on this lifetime. Just because it's in the past doesn't mean that it's not still playing a role here. It's like, it is part of your journey now to go back and almost like I see it as going back and either integrating that version of you or releasing that version of you. It really depends on what that version of you wants to do. Sometimes they want to come back here and see what's going on, or sometimes they just want to be released into the spirit world. But going back and giving them that time that acknowledgement that guidance that knowledge that they need and it, it's crazy it just like puts my mind in a world when thinking about it like okay you're actually your own hero because you're the one going back in the past and like saving yourself and that's why if you connect to your higher self it's like oh but that's you in the future coming back now because you did the work to tell yourself or like anytime you were a child and like you got a message from your higher self it's like you now going back <laughs> yes oh my gosh I've never thought of it that way wow my brain is just like taking over it is so yeah. true and I do past lives with every single client it's become like a massive part of my work and really interestingly every time we go into a past life like the past life energy has something to say and recently what's been coming up which is so interesting is these energies these past lives are like I have been dragged through 20 lives and I'm done. Like, I want to be released. I want to just go into the spirit world. But my wounds and my life that was difficult is being repeated through every single one of these lifetimes. And no one is hearing me, you know, no one is seeing that I want to be let go. So this process of actually disconnecting from that life, but saying thank you and letting them go is not only so cathartic for the for the person right now in the present day, but also that energy from the past life who now finally gets to go and be in the spirit world and just rest. Yes, that's like so liberating for yourself. Like I'm sure everyone feel in the everyone in the session feels the energetic shift that happens. And it's really you going back and getting all these little pieces of your soul and like integrate them. Even if you release it, it's not like you're losing a part of your soul. It's still that you're getting this part of your soul back. It's just that it's up there in the spirit world and not here on earth with you, but you're still going back and quote unquote rescuing them. Exactly. And you're keeping what may be a gift. I mean, not every lifetime will have gifts, but you get to keep the gifts that you want and you can let go of the shadows that you want. And also like those coming contracts. And I don't know if you get this as well, but whenever I see someone and they say like, oh, it's just always been like this, or I've been like this for as long as I can remember. I just straight away, I'm like past life trauma or ancestral trauma, you know? And then to give someone that information, like and see their eyes light up after we've connected with that energy. It's like, oh my God, that's why I'm like this. That's why I've been like this for as long as I can remember. And to have the permission to step out of that on a soul level is so healing. That's where I've seen some of the biggest transformations for sure. It's in that past life clearing and ancestral stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started doing the Akashic Records, I never thought that past lives would be a huge part of my work either, but it really is. It comes up in like every session for me too. 
Yes. And do people come to you knowing that there's a past life to explore or when you're in the records, will it, will it say we need to visit a past life? Some people do intentionally ask, you know, what past lives are affecting me. But sometimes if they're asking about, you know, what is blocking me, they will have no idea that it's related to a past life. But then the records will show me, yep, it's related to a past life and we'll go on a journey there and do what we need to do. And will you do like a full healing in a session? Does it happen through it? Or do you find that there's often a need for like a follow-up just to, especially if something big has come up? Yeah, well, my sessions have actually changed so much because of my business experience that I had (laughs) with you. So for the records, I would say it's more just getting the information. But now I have my soul harmony and business harmony sessions. And in those sessions, I'm able to use all of my gifts. So we'll channel from the records, we'll do healings, we'll do clearings. So in those, the healing or the clearing or the past life journey will happen in the session. But yeah, I always recommend the client coming back after I mean, it's different for every client, as you know, but um, I do recommend them coming back for a session after because once you've had a chance to integrate what happened and sit with the information and something new might pop up or there might just be another little thing that needs to be cleared or acknowledged. Yeah, totally, totally. And when you're doing your own Akashic records, do you um, do them like often or is it like maybe like once a month or once a week? Like I'm just interested because I'm interested in my readings as well, (laughs) like with myself. I love knowing how other people do them. Yeah, when I'm being super disciplined, I would tap in every day because there's honestly so much guidance you can get from the records. Yeah. Like even if you don't have a specific question that you want to ask, you can just open them and be like, you know, what do you guys have to say to me today? What do I need to know right now? And depending on where you are and how ready you are, maybe they'll just tell you something small or maybe you're going to go on an entire healing journey. But I'd say on average, I'll tap in a couple times weekly, sometimes for intentional healing. If I see a pattern coming up, sometimes I just want to talk to them. And because another thing that I think is really important is that we shouldn't only call on them when we need something. We should be going to just talk to them about our, yeah. how our day was or give them gratitude or say thank you for all the tools because you're really developing a two-way relationship or that's how I like to see it. So even if there's nothing that I need to ask them, sometimes I just like to check in on them like my friends and be like, yo, what's up? How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. And then like talk to them that way. So I like to make it a habit of doing going into my records at least a couple times a week. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Like it needs to be a two-way relationship because they're giving, 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 and it has to be like an energetic exchange. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're going to say no, but I just feel like your relationship is so sacred and so special. Like why wouldn't you want to have that relationship with them? Totally. And like, you know, it keeps a high vibration. You know, if you're going to them out of the vibration of fear, um, lack, um, apathy, then that's the vibration that you're cultivating in that experience. And that's doesn't that's not the breeding ground for a clear channel, you know, when we are in that low vibrational place. So I guess you'll get clearer information when the energy in that relationship is, you know, of one that is of um, a higher vibrational place for sure. A hundred percent. And even with our spirit guides, like remembering that, Yes, some of them are ascended masters and some of them are angels, but some of them are just had human lives and they're still learning what it means to be a spirit guide. So they may get a little bit sassy if you only call on them when you need something. And it's important to show them that gratitude too, because they're still learning and they're still on their journey as well. 
Yeah, so important. And how do you keep your channel clear? What's your practice for keeping that communication channel open and clear of any low vibrational energy? Yeah, I think it. I see it as my responsibility, especially as someone who considers themselves a healer and a reader. If you're going to be offering your services to other people, to be really diligent about your clearing and your protection. So every morning, I will set a protection. I have a protection prayer that I use, and that's what I'll say every morning. And then I meditate every morning, depending on how much time I have. I may do a few other things that I feel called to do, and then at night, I will always clear my energy by saying another little clearing prayer and I'll also place protection I have this dream prayer that I say so that when I'm dreaming I make sure that I'm not slipping into any like lower vibrational dimensions or anything like that and then of course once you get really attuned to your energy you'll be able to notice if something is off and then when something is off then you might go and do a deeper clearing for yourself or go and get a healing for yourself yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's something that I've really started to pay attention to over the past few months is that the privilege of being a channel and having that beautiful guidance comes with a daily responsibility. And just like we brush our teeth, keeping our aura and channel clear is so important. I don't know, I don't go a day without making sure my energy is protected, clearing it in some way saying a prayer, calling in my team, calling in archangels, you know, because I think if we saw all of the energetic fragments that we collect as like little energetic germs, everyone would be very freaking shocked because with everything <laughs> that we interact with and like not to scare people, but it, it is a fact, like it's hard to have clarity when our energy is imprinted with other people's energies. And that's why so many people are searching for clarity, you know, because it's become this like really dubious thing to try and achieve. But really, if your energy is clean and you're in your own aura and your aura is protected, you will get the clarity that you need because you're operating from a place of your own divine and authentic energy. Yeah, you summed it up perfectly there. And it's not always going to be fun. It's not like we always are so excited to clear and protect our energy, but it is a responsibility. I think so as well. And it's such a responsibility when we're taking on people as healers and as channels. And I think that this industry, you know, people do kind of roll their eyes when you say psychic or spirit, because there's a lot of people who don't honor their responsibility and then give out advice to people or channel things or say things that are not coming from a high vibrational place. And people get scarred with the wrong information. And then you know, our industry as a whole makes us look like crazy people. Yeah, I completely agree. It's honestly heartbreaking to see people go to healers or readers for advice and they end up getting hurt, like for like really impacted by that session. And it's great that so many people are having spiritual awakenings and starting to have their own spiritual businesses. But it's like, if, if you're going to do that, please take it seriously and please like treat it as something sacred. Cause it's not like it's special as in only chosen ones can have these gifts, but it's really the ones who commit to doing the work and taking it seriously that really go far and that are really able to channel and have a huge impact on the world. Definitely. And it's all about standing in, in integrity with it as well. And when I was younger and someone said psychic, I think of like some crazy old woman with gray hair, like over a crystal ball, you know, like the standard stereotypical um, 
version of it. But now in like 2023, like where we're at, there is so many um, individuals who I don't follow that stereotype and we are in this world, you know, and we are, I guess, like mystics in a modern world. And a lot of the time when I tell people what I do, they're like, oh, you don't look like you would do that. And I'm like, it's so funny, the stereotype, like it still exists so much. And sometimes it's hard to be in that conversation and really stand your ground because you are kind of fighting against a stereotype. And I think for a lot of us, we're like still shocked every day that this other realm is real, you know? So we're working through it just as much as like the collective is working through it. And so when someone kind of needs convincing or doubts you, it can be a little bit disheartening in a way for sure yeah it definitely does hurt sometimes where it's like oh no like I'm not the stereotype that you think or like when you get into that defensive mode it's like oh I shouldn't have to do that I just want to be me and do my thing yeah I think it's funny when you like hear like sometimes when there's like psychics or people with open channels on like a podcast or like a tv show and like the sole purpose of them being on there is to like convince people that what they're doing is true. There's like that convincing act. And I just feel like I would just never put myself in that position. You know, if someone needs to be convinced that what I do is real, then they're not the right person for me at all. Totally, totally. I would never need to convince someone that what I'm saying is true or not. If if you getting if you're getting a reading to see if I'm legit or not, like don't even bother getting the reading. <laughs> Totally. And I think that the way that you know the reading is so in your truth is because when it's delivered from that place of integrity, it's attuned to the vibration of unconditional love. So when you receive those words, it's like there's knowing beyond reasonable doubt that that came from something greater than anything at all. Yeah, so many times in a reading, it's like, how did they know that? Or like, there's no way they could have known, or it just hits you in a certain way. And that's why I'm super intentional about who I work with too. And I recommend everyone do this, like, just take a moment and feel into the person's energy. Like, how do they make you feel? Does it feel good? Do you feel scared? Does it feel off? Because those are all indications of whether or not that person's aligned with you or whether or not that person is even in the light. A hundred percent. And it takes me a good amount of time to actually commit to working with someone like, I really want to be in their energy for a bit. I want to read everything they post. I want to chat to them in their DMs. I want to just feel what they're like. And then when you when you purchase or step into that container from that place, the healing has begun as soon as you press by because the vibration of you two together is healing before the work even starts. And that's why it becomes so powerful. But if someone's purchasing or interacting with someone before doing their due diligence that energetic exchange can be harmful for them like from the beginning totally and that's such a great demonstration of how far and far reaching healing is it's not just about what happens in the session it's what happens before the session and after the session it just ripples out and continues to ripple out in all these ways that you can't even comprehend yeah totally and this probably happens with you as well like someone will book in with me and say they can't get in for like a month in the time between they book and they see me they're like 
I've been through a whole lifetime of shit in the past month. I'm like, yeah, because your subconscious already knew when you were coming to see me. They knew when you were booking. The work begun. Your The date that you booked in with me was divine on your journey. And it's already begun. And until we finish working together, everything that happens in between is, purpose, is on purpose and part of your journey. Totally, totally. Or I've had people be like, oh my gosh, I really want to book with you now, but you don't have slots available until then. It's like, just trust the timing of the session. It's going to be exactly when you need it. Just trust me. And then they come to the session and they're like, you were right. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, totally. I'm like, I say the same thing. I'm like, my higher self is already communicating with your higher self behind the scenes. So like we are already working together. So we don't need to bring the appointment forward. Like it's divine. And then as soon as the appointment comes and we begin the journey together, they're like, oh my God, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it comes back to trust too. It's like always the logical mind trying to take over. And it's like, no, even just the act of purchasing a spiritual service is an act of faith and an act of trust. Definitely. And even like listening to this specific podcast, you know, like people who are drawn to this specific episode will probably be because one, their spirit guides are trying to talk to them. Two, they have psychic gifts that need to be activated. Three, the Akashic records are like, hello, come and chat to us, you know. And I think that's just like the most beautiful thing about this work is in every minute of every single day, we are being divinely led. And when you take your foot off the pedal and just let that happen, everything begins to change in like the most magnificent ways totally like there are no coincidences like I think about this sometimes okay there's so many different possibilities that could happen so many different podcasts so many different people times like you could be doing anything else but you're listening to this podcast right here right now like there has to be a reason for that totally and like when you I remember when you started working with me you were like maybe your sec my second or third like client from the U.S. and I was like huh bizarre is it that like out of every single person in America or in the world like you and I have connected like how fucking cool is that you know like yeah. there's so many healers in this world and I think that when we get especially like in new businesses when people get overwhelmed like about the oversaturation it's like it doesn't matter because every single person is energetically attuned to one person and there is enough of those people to go around. It doesn't matter how saturated the market is. I'm kind of doing that in like bunny is because there is no competition when it comes to energy. Your energy is only specific for that one, one person or many. Persons. Yeah. Like you will find the right people and the right people will find you. And again, that's why it's so important to be your authentic self. It's if you're like, oh, I can't find aligned clients or I can't find the right people. It's like, well, maybe you're not showing up in a way for them to find you. Cause how are they going to find you if you're not being like who you truly are? Cause that's what they're looking for. Yes. Oh my God. And I love that. That's so true. It's like, you know, someone is trying to manifest you in your most, most authentic self if you're hiding or not speaking your truth or not being your most authentic self, well, they're not going to be able to manifest you because they need you in your truth. And when people are hiding, you know, and I guess like this was even me for a few months, like hiding this, um, I guess, new era of me, like I had to realize like I'm not serving anyone by being quiet about this because those people who need this medicine that I provide and need this information, need this channel, they're not, they're not going to find me. Yeah. And it's, and I feel like it's a journey of always peeling back the layers. Like this is you and I right now, but maybe in a month we're going to be someone different or something different. And that's why it's so important to just like 
talk about like the things that you want to talk about. Like maybe we have fears as a healer, like, oh, what I'm doing isn't quote unquote spiritual. Maybe I shouldn't post it. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but it's like, okay, but your ideal client may feel intrigued by that, or they may feel comforted by that, or they may be drawn to you because that's exactly where they are, or you're breaking the stereotype for them. So yeah, it's a frequency that people are trying to connect with. Totally. And I guess that speaks to what we were um, talking about when in our first session, you were like, I've been thinking about like getting DJ decks, but I don't know, like, I don't know if it's spiritual. And I was like, girl, I have decks and I play them all the time. And then that was such a beautiful realization. I'm like permission slip for you to go out and do something that might not be quote unquote spiritual, like whoever decided what spiritual is like, whatever, you know, and I think that's such a beautiful example of that because I was being my authentic self and you would got permission to do that as well. And it's brought you so much joy. No, literally. I didn't know that about you at the time. So when you said that, I was like, what are the chances that this person I'm seeing does DJing and like, I want to do it. And now like, yeah, I do it. And it's like the best thing ever. And I'm so happy I did it. And like, yeah, you did give me that confirmation too. Don't you feel that that hobby opens your channel up even more because you're in the frequency of joy and you're in your, that's a real um it's like creative it's feminine it's very it opens you up and so just by doing that one practice that one wouldn't call like spiritual you become better at your spiritual work oh 100 percent like yeah I'm thinking when I'm DJing but it's really like spirit speaking through me and I feel like I'm dancing with my spirit guides and my higher self when I'm playing yes oh my god I love that I have the best the best mental picture of you yeah literally (laughs) So if people are looking for you and they want to work with you and they want some of your medicine and your wisdom and an Akashic Records reading, what can you um, say about the type of people that you work with? Um, some of Something about like the work that you do as well. Mm-hmm. I would say that I work with a lot of people who are on their spiritual journey already and they're looking to go deeper. They are aware of some blocks that they have. They have an inkling that they might have gifts or that there's a pattern in their life and they're not really sure where to move forward or how to navigate it. And that's where I can help you either through my Akashic record reading or in a soul harmony or business harmony session where I use all different modalities and we start to journey and do the actual clearing and healing work there as well. Um, Yeah. That was a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I have a great response. Um, And so you can, you do Akashic Records readings like separately to your longer journey. So if people are looking to like dip their toes in um, first, they can book an Akashic Records reading. Yes. And I offer them on a sliding scale, 30 or 60 minutes. So you can just feel into whatever price point feels most aligned for you. Yes. Beautiful. I love that. And how can everyone find you online? So you can find me at thecosmicbaddie.com or on Instagram at the.cosmic.baddie. Yes, I love that. Oh oh my God, Kim, it's been so good having this conversation with you. Um, I love, I love that we've connected and I love that um, I have someone to talk to about all of this that I'm newly experiencing and in a month's time when I am. when I put out this podcast, I'm excited to see um, what has evolved from there for both of us because we're in the portal right now, that's for sure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. And yeah, I'm so glad that we've connected and 
it's funny when you connect with someone on this level it's like okay we know this connection is not just from this lifetime but like so many past lifetimes and it's just nice to have someone to talk to about all this stuff like you said yes yes so beautiful well um good luck for your first day of your Saturn return thank you thank you I (laughs) I know I'll need it yeah I hope it sets the tone for um oh I'm just gonna ask you one more question while I'm thinking do you have any like rituals or anything like going into a sudden return because there'd be like so many other people about to start their sudden return um this year as well so is there anything in terms of preparation or just like anything you're doing to get ready for it yeah that's a great question for me personally for my Saturn return I've decided to just let go and let God and just completely surrender and not really have an idea of what's going to happen yeah maybe I'll set a little intention about how I want to feel or what I want to be at the end of it but I really just want to surrender to spirit and source and let them take me on the journey that I'm supposed to go on and that in itself is an exercise of just trusting and knowing that anything and everything that happens is for my highest good but I'd say if there's something that you want to do I would just think about yeah who you want to be at the end of your Saturn return and if you're into astrology maybe looking at the house and the area that Saturn's in and seeing what specific things that it's going to be bringing up in your life and honing in on those specifics yes that is such such good advice as well and I guess like just coming out of my Saturn return I until like probably the last year I definitely wasn't like as connected to spirit um and the first year was a struggle because things were falling away things were changing but I was trying to hang on to specific things that should have like been let go of a long time ago so I would say that if things begin to fall away or things no longer feel in alignment or things don't feel good anymore gracefully ask for support on how to let them go because otherwise Saturn will just rip them from under your feet (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like Saturn Saturn doesn't just like rip it out. It like drags it out in like the most painful way if you're resisting. Seriously. My boyfriend is going through his Saturn return right now. And sometimes I just look over at him and I'm like, are you going over there, dude? And he's like, oh my God. Like he doesn't, he kind of knows what a Saturn return is, but like, not really. I'm just like, oh, how's your Saturn return going? He's like, yeah, it's going. That's for sure. <laughs> Surviving over here. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, oh, all right, you beautiful woman. Um, I hope you have a beautiful night and we will connect very soon. Yes, amazing. You enjoy the rest of your day too. Bye, girl. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a review and share it with your friends and family. If you'd like to connect with me, please find me on Instagram at Energia with four underscores or jump on my website, www.theenergiaexperience.com.au. I cannot wait to see you next time. I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land, and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present.